1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We'll look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm going to bring in Kate. Kate, glad to have you with us this week.
2: Yeah, I'm glad to be here.
1: And we've got Pete. Pete,
3: how are you doing? Hey Derek, hey Kate. I don't want to flub my opening, so I'll just oh, stick with that.
2: Flub your opening. Flub.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dropped off. The uh-huh. So waka waka waka. That's that was a fuzzy joke. That was yeah. a fuzzy joke for sure. Was yeah, fuzzy joke. Guys, if you have not already, please like, subscribe, share. We got some fun shows coming up and some shows that you guys probably haven't watched in a long time and think you know but I'm betting you don't. Mm. So this week, because it is leap year, the first thing that came to mind for leaping, jumping was flubber. So we went back to the original absent-minded professor, the 1961 version. And it's not the, apparently there was a made for TV version. with the guy that played Harry stone off a night court. Oh yeah. Right. It was like 45 minutes long. There was one of those. And then there was the Robin Williams one. Right. With, um, which is the one my wife remembers. But, you know, I was like, you know me, I was like going back into the vault and trying to catch, okay, this is the one that did well. I mean, it was the number five movie box office of the year, 1961. And there were some, there were some pretty heavy hitters in 1961.
2: I was going to say, what were the other movies that year?
1: Um, oh, yeah, you, you would ask me that when I am not prepared <laughs> well, for it. Well, when we looked it up, the number one movie was, I believe, 101 Dalmatians. 101 for... Dalmatians West Side Story. Yep. Uh, Guns at Navarone. El Cid. I mean, some fairly heavy hitters. Judgment at Nuremberg was that year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Well. Okay. So, Pete, I'm going to start off with you on this one. What had us leaping for joy? What had us, what, what was good about this flip play?
3: Well, so I enjoy going back into the vault and looking at these movies. And this was really, when you think about it, kind of the first of its genre, which I would almost call like silly science <laughs> that um, you get. I and mean, there's a sequel to this movie. You get the, uh, the, um kurt russell trilogy the computer wore tennis shoes shaggy dog where the kid turns into a dog even the herbie movies are like there's some kind of like kind of magical science that goes on and it leads to all kinds of hijinks and this was almost the first of those i think that disney did shaggy dog Uh, was first oh shaggy dog was before this okay dog was in 59 Okay, so, I, so I'm sorry. This is, so it wasn't the first, but it was one of the earliest ones. And this one, I found I was entertained by it. Um, there were parts of it that I thought were very funny. Um, I did, I did laugh. I, it was the same joke over and over again, but I did laugh at the basketball game when the guys were bouncing all over the place. I did think that was very funny. I thought some of the other uses of the flubber were also, were also funny when he was trying to dance, uh, to impress his girlfriend and he was kind of bouncing all over the place. Uh, I thought the movie was paced pretty well. Um, I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to kind of contradict myself on that when I get to what I didn't like about the movie, but like it wasn't, there weren't too many slow parts to the movie where I was like bored from it. Um, And, uh, and yeah, so I kind of, and and I, and I liked uh, seeing some of the actors and actresses that were in the movie as well. So, um, you know especially uh Keenan Wynn and uh his dad and Edwin who played the fire
1: chief i think and so, you
2: didn't get bored at all no wow
1: um and there were actually Keenan Wynn's son was one of the kids in one of the scenes so there were actually three generations of three wins. three wynns three wynns that's called a win win win
2: <laughs> ah
1: Oh wow, Pete! You're, I don't know what you've been drinking tonight, but you're cut off. <laughs> it's the problem. I haven't <laughs> been drinking anything. Oh, so that is the problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, for me, I liked, I liked some of the, uh, I the the special effects. Now, do you guys know why this was done in black and white?
2: So that you couldn't no. see the strings.
1: <laughs> Basically, yes. It was to cut his special effects. Special effects department a break is literally how it was phrased is because they knew part of it is they knew that in three years they had Mary Poppins coming so but it was these were some of the first like first time Disney really worked with lifting people and there was a lot of that Mary Poppins Mm -hmm. and it's just one of those where some of the special effects were done so it was done in black and white so some of the special effects you couldn't Super, see how they were done. Um, I love Keenan Wynn and a lot of stuff. Um, this is not my favorite performance of his, though. Um, that has to be either as Hezekiah in the Great Race, uh, Tony Curtis, Jack Lemmon, Natalie Wood, great funny mo- Blake Edwards movie, funny movie, or. In the uh, movie version of Kiss Me, Kate, he is one of the gangsters that sings "Brush Up Your Shakespeare." Okay, and and is is an amazing. It's so different from he. You no, know, he normally normally plays the bad guy, but it's just great. You know, he he's very very dynamic now. Kate, where have you heard Edwin's voice? In the Disney catalog.
2: I have no idea. Not a clue.
1: Was he the Mad Hatter? I have no idea. Yeah. Ed, no, Ed, Edwin. Not, 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 yeah. 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 No. Madwin was. Was that when the Mad Hatter or the March Hare? Uh, he was the Mad Hatter. Yeah. He I'm was the Mad Hatter. Up. He's also in 1964's. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Yep. Yeah. So, um, oh. I like that part. I like again for the time the special effects were decent. Um. Overall, the story made sense. Like, what they were doing made sense as a in a big picture. No, I had a lot of deals issues with it in a small picture, but I mean. This this had some fun moments in it. So, Kate, what worked for you?
2: So I'll agree with Pete. The basketball scene actually did make me giggle. Um, The other time that made me laugh, um, weirdly enough, is when they were in um, the main guy and the girl.
1: In the warehouse? In the
2: barn, yeah, or in the barn or whatever. In the warehouse.
1: Trying to break um, out?
2: Yeah, that just made me chuckle. Um,
1: <laughs> I did I did like when he
3: knocked out the crooks and he's like, wait, you gotta get us out. Wake yeah. up. Get it again, yeah.
2: And then when they were in the car and they're like, they see something in the sky. Do you see anything? I don't see anything. Yeah, that just made me chuckle. Um, I can see how this movie would have been very popular in that time. Um and it's not it, when I say it didn't age well, it's not that it didn't age well because it was inappropriate. It just it felt there were parts where I was like I, I would look I'd be like surely we're almost done and we were like 30 minutes into the movie. <laughs> so
1: <laughs>
2: um yeah, it 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 the acting was good. Some of the acting was good. Um, the storyline left some, like, oh no, I missed my own wedding. Like, <laughs> and then For she's going to marry time. another man. The man has already asked. Like, why? Come on. The husband.
1: next day. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: I- so, yeah. It, but overall, I mean, it was fine. It was, okay. it was cute. It,
1: okay. It's okay.
3: So can I just say one thing? Cause we were talking about Keenan Wynn? I, when I think of Keenan, Wynn, I'm a big rank and bass Christmas special fan, I think of Santa Claus is coming to town where he played the winter warlock. If anybody remembers uh, that particular one where he was the winter warlock that guarded the mountain and Santa Claus had to get, go over the mountain and they sang, put one foot in front of the other. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one to watch that one. Burgermeister Meister, Meister Burger was in there. No? I'm, I'm looking for Edwin.
2: No, you're good. I can hear you.
3: <laughs> I think they froze. <laughs>
2: no,
1: oh, we're looking at you going. Let's okay.
2: <laughs> um, I'm trying to look. I'm looking back at at Edwin's um, I guess Mary Poppins is what I knew him from. Although I did watch Bonanza growing up. And he uh,
1: you would have known him for, as as the uncle in Mary the I love to laugh uncle in Mary Poppins.
2: yeah that's where I knew his face I from. love okay. to
1: laugh loud and loud and clear
2: yep oh and babes and he was the toy maker in babes in toyland
1: he oh, was okay. yes
2: and so. i I grew up watching that movie so. so
1: okay Kate I'm gonna give you a first shot at what should have been bounced out of the movie what did not work?
2: Uh, uh, all of it. <laughs> um, it the story. It was just the storyline just wasn't great. Um, it didn't really explain a lot right off the bat, so that was hard. Like I just felt <sighs> this movie just did not hold my attention, and I wanted it to because again, I know I said this before we started the show. I love that era of. Of movies and television, I love between the f- the f- late forties to the early seventies. Like I love, um, it's Wonderful Life and um, Singing in the Rain and White Christmas and Holiday Inn. All of those, I love those. Um, the Ghost of Mister Chicken with Don Knotts. Um, I mean, I could go on. I could name all of these different movies that I love. So I was hoping that this was gonna fall into that and it just did not hold my attention. Um a lot of weird plot points that I just didn't feel like had a through line. So yeah, it just wasn't wasn't my favorite. But I know Pete, you really liked it.
3: I did. Um there's definitely some problems with this movie though. Um to me the strength was in the first third of the movie um through the basketball game and you know it's kind of one of those things where like if you're gonna have like a big important basketball game in your movie usually you put that towards the end not at the beginning that was a little weird to me Uh, and then i thought like i guess getting the car back was okay but like the very end where they're flying to washington and everything was very boring so i found i found the movie just kind of like it started here and then it just kind of slowly went down and it 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 did not finish strong for sure. Um, in my, in my opinion, um, I also think like by having it start out with him, having left her at the altar for the third time, it sets him up to be a bit of a, not even a bit of a, a jerk. (laughs) Like, like, like why why the third time like they should have made it this is the first time and then okay he gets knocked out or whatever that would have pissed her off enough i think for the movie (laughs) he didn't really need to do it three times uh so i you know and then um and even his response to that is is just like you know i know he's the absolute professor but it's like Jeez, buddy, you know, read the room. So he, I don't think as a as a main character, he was very likable. It was more just all about the plot mechanism to get to the next plot point. Um, so I did think he, I th- did think he was fine in the role. Fred McMurray is a, a good actor. I thought he did a good job. Um, so th- those were my main two things. I thought, I thought the the movie just kind of went downhill as it as it went along. And uh, started strong, ended kind of weak. And then I think I would have liked to have seen him be a more, you know, absent-minded is one thing, but like actual jerk is another. (laughs) So what about,
1: what about you, uh, Derek? Agreed. Um, For me, part of the issue was they didn't, some of the plot points that they tried to get back to were never resolved what are they going to do for money for the college? I mean, that was never, that was never saw. That's a big, that's the big plot point of the whole reason that, you know, the college is in trouble, the money. And all of a sudden it's one of those where that never gets sought. We assume he sells it to a branch of the government, but we never know. Yeah. It does. It seems more like he's like, Oh, I'll just give it
3: to the government. (laughs) Yeah. And, and that, uh, you know the the school wouldn't have liked that either. Never mind, uh, never mind, Mister Wolf not liking it.
1: But yeah, the school <laughs> because, wouldn't have been too happy because the school would have owned the patent technically, right? Exactly. So, um, my other part is okay uh, with the bets on the basketball game. A fifteen thousand dollars back then was a ton of money. Yeah, but he also said he gave them six to one odds. So, yeah. That's he would really owe them like $90,000. <laughs> it's one of those where it just doesn't didn't make sense. And I'm sorry Tommy Kirk is a bad guy. Didn't make didn't work in this movie. Didn't yeah. work in this movie. Um I I just kept looking at him going, okay, his big crime is he plagiarized a, ta- a paper or something and that's what made him turn to a life of crime with his dad or I'm just.
3: Well, well, and the other thing that like watching the basketball game, do you did you really think that that one guy who's also really tiny would have made a difference against that other
2: that that? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, because they were like, oh, they're um. It doesn't. When he was like, it doesn't matter if they're six feet tall or ten feet tall. They're gonna just remember to bounce or whatever. And then they were showing this kid, and I was like, that kid is not an inch over five eight. So if that, like, that's being quite generous. So I'm glad that you had the same thought.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Tommy Kirk would not have made a difference at all in that game. Plus, let's face Mm -hmm. it, the guys, you know. It reminded me of the Harlem Globetrotters against the the team they always beat the Generals yeah Generals yeah okay it was the Generals that's what i thought so um it's just it was it was fun but it was f- there were definite times where they showed the exact same bucket multiple times in that <laughs> basketball especially for the bouncing team and i didn't really need to see Every basket that brought them back to win the game—that's
3: what it felt like. I I don't know. I said that was the one scene that worked the most for me, and I, I I thought, I thought that I was like, this is going on for a while, but I'm still laughing at
1: it, so it's working for me. I don't know. Okay, it worked for me. Um, but I mean, the pacing was slow. I was like, Kate, I was about 45 minutes in. Again, after the basketball scene, I'm going, oh my gosh, we're still going. Seriously, and <laughs> no. all of a sudden, she completely forgives and believes him immediately. I'm, I'm just <sighs> guys. It is, if you find it someone is 1961. If you find someone as loving and understanding as she is. Grab onto her and hold onto her tight because she is a rare breed. Yeah, yeah And breed. he's not any. Be- he's not any better in the second movie either. So, no, he's not. <laughs> um. So, yep. OK, now, as Pete has said, in reality, this should have been if this had focused on the lead up and the playing of the basketball game, I think would have been a much better movie. So I've kind of come up with my list of what makes a good sports movie. And you guys can see if you agree with this or if you don't agree with this. Okay? Okay. So first you have to have, there's a likable team that you can root for or individual. But usually a sports movie is a team, unless it's like Rocky or unless it's a boxing movie, you're rooting for a team. So you got to have a likable team you can root for, but you also got to have either a team or a person you can root against. Mm -hmm. I mean, even in like cool runnings where technically it's them against everybody, you've got this, you've got the Swiss team that you're not supposed to like right you uh, got in every movie there's someone you have to be able to root against um and it has to be someone sp- specific It can't just be oh it's us against the league think you know original mighty ducks movie yes it's them against the league but it's the hawks right it's got to be a team exactly right. okay next the team has to show they actually get better it can't just be their miss their they Bumble, 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 and yet they still go on and are good. They actually have to show some kind of improvement mm-hmm. to me. Um, fourth, again, as Pete said, you gotta have the biggest game at the end or the biggest race or whatever has to be at the has to be the last one you see. Mm-hmm. Okay. There has to be some kind of suspense in the outcome. You have to think there's at least a minor chance, even if you know in your heart that they're not going to lose, there has to be a little bit of suspense. The one I thought of on this one was Miracle, about the 1980 U.S. hockey team. You know they beat the Russians, but you still have that little moment of suspense of, are they really going to get this done and how are they going to get this done? Um, And that then leads to the team usually has to win. Or at least has to per- have a personal victory of some sort, because um, but the only ones I can think of where the team doesn't win is either the first Rocky movie he loses, mm-hmm. or Cool Runnings, they right. don't they don't win they crash, or you know honestly look at this list think Cars, mm-hmm. it, this this mo- this list works for ca- the original Cars movie too so. Is there anything you guys would either disagree with or change or think needs to be added into this list as
2: um I, yeah I would I would say in the likable team you can root for in my opinion it's the underdog
3: I was going to say the exact same thing Kate that it's t- the underdog most typically that team is the underdog you don't often have the the in the good sports movie the the team that you're rooting for is the is the favored.
2: I also feel like there's usually some sort of tragedy that happens in the movie, not like to cause it. But like you said, cool runnings, they crash. Um, Or um, in the movie, um, the bad news is bad news bears.
1: Yeah. Baseball.
2: Yeah, with the yeah, one of the kids, one of the kids is killed. One of the kids dies. Um, Bad news
1: bears. Which version are you watching?
2: It's it's the one, or maybe it's called
1: Hardball. Bad news bears either has Billy Bob Thornton or Walter Matthau in it. It's one of those two. Are your are your main? It's
2: Hardball. I was wrong. It's the movie Hardball with Keanu Reeves.
1: Oh, Uh, okay. We said good sports movie, Kate. So, no, this is a
2: great movie. It's a great movie, but it's sad because one of the kids is killed so um yeah it's a so, it's a great movie
3: so i would I would change that to overcoming obstacles right there's gotta at some point in the movie there's gotta be some kind of obstacle for them to go to get over and again that's that's probably part of derek's uh point number five being the sense of suspense, yeah, like someone. Someone quits the team at the, you know, at some point or the coach, you know, I can't do this anymore. I'm, you know, I'm not really or I'm not really the person you fired. think.
1: Fired. Yeah. Oh, my best yeah. player is going to come back unless if you unless you keep the coach. Right. Okay, Yeah, we'll keep. <clears throat> okay. Kate, what movie am I referring to on that one? Cause I think I Pete,
2: you,
1: okay. They want the coach to quit. They're going to fire the coach, but the best player decides he will only play if the coach is actually the one that coaches.
2: Is that um, um, Mighty Ducks?
1: Hoosiers. Hoosiers.
2: Oh, wow. That was a deep cut. I did not get that. Hoosiers is a
1: great movie. Hoosiers is an amazing movie. So, again, team you can root for, and the team you want to root against is basically the big school in that one. Yep. So, okay. And I think we can all agree that this was not necessarily a good sports movie. But we have watched good sports movies on this show. This work. This works. Most
2: I don't know often. if I would even call this a sports movie.
1: It's it's not really, but uh,
3: but but it is like it has a segment of the movie, yeah. That that it that is a sports movie, and I mean it, it's a sports yeah. movie in like twenty minutes, right? It's like you're you're root, you're rooting for the underdog team because you know the bad guy is betting against them because he knows his son is out of the thing, and you know, and then the and the hero of the movie uh does something to help the underdog team and so i mean it's it's got a lot of these pieces in it it just as i said to me that was the weird thing about it is you you put your again to me that was the best part of the movie i think yeah. i think we all would agree that and you put your best part of the movie as your you know act 1 plot point instead of right. at the end of the movie so i think if i think if they'd found a way to put that at the end of the movie it could have been a better movie
2: mhm agreed
1: um who here has watched flubber the the robin williams version i never saw it i
2: i definitely saw it but it's been a minute
1: okay i'm just trying to decide if i was looking at this real quick um i remember from the
3: ads the the flubber became the like an, an animated creatures and right. like that alone was enough to be like, I don't want to watch this. (laughs) Yeah. And
1: I'm just real quick looking at the plot there. The basketball thing actually goes like, you know, right before the right before halftime, essentially right, right in the middle of the movie. And it's one of those probably not your strongest decision. Yeah. So, okay. As we always do, when we've watched a movie, we give it a cups of pixie dust out of five, as she does on every show she is on. Kate, what is your cup of pixie dust out of five for The Absent-Minded Professor? I'm going to give it a 1.5. Ouch.
2: It was, yeah, well, no, I'll give it a two. I'll give it a two because it there. it's not that anything was particularly wrong with this movie. I just found it boring, but, so I'll give it a two. What about you, Pete?
3: I'll give it a three, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a movie, as I said, I liked it. Would I go back to it a lot? No, I watched it probably five or six years ago when they were all doing all the Disney on, on TCM things. Right. And I didn't mind going back to it again. So that that's usually where I put about a three, you know, is that if, 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 if I didn't see this for 10 years, that would be fine. But you know, I would it, to me it's to me it's worth watching. It's interesting enough, uh, and I do have to say, as part of that, I watched the second one, and the second one is worse than this one.
1: So if you do not like this one, don't watch the second one. <laughs> and Kate, Perfect. I missed it. What did you give this one? Did you give it a one and a half or a two? Two, you know, two. A two, okay. Because the last thing you gave a one and a half two was Tron, so. <laughs> Okay. I'll still do it okay. And I'm at a two. I mean, it's not the worst thing we've watched recently at all. At all. And we've watched some, we've watched some junk lately. And this is yeah. not, this is not there at all. But it's not good. And I'm never going back. If I never see, if I could, if I said, if the movie could be the basketball scene and that's the part that I have to, that I can sit and watch is just a little basketball movie. And then go on and do something else, I would, but yeah, two for me, so put this at a two point three for an average again, not the lowest we've had lately, but
2: what is the lowest we've had lately
1: uh combination... uh lady in the oh, sorry, yeah, lady and the tramp and the marvels both both got a two point one
0: I ranked the marvels high
1: yeah, none of the rest of us did. Oh. surprised. <laughs> Lady and the Tramp was that low, but okay. Well, because we were all at a two or two and a half. There was there was we're no plans. Right. It was we were all right really there fighting. fighting. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Kate, what have we got for Disney Plus news this week?
2: Yeah. Um, not very much. Uh the newest series Star Wars Acolyte. Did I say that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. We'll reportedly get a June 5th release date. The series will take place 100 years before Phantom Menace Episode 1.
3: So good news is you will not have to know
1: anything before this movie. Unless, except probably you have to know who the Jedi are and who the Sith are. Well, probably. Well hell. But other than that, you should, yeah, you shouldn't have to have
3: You don't, you won't have to know any, you won't have to know I, sp- I suppose Yoda will probably show
1: up, would be my guess. Oh, can it be the puppet and not the CGI one? Yeah, one can only hope? <laughs> it. All
2: right. And then last but not least, Morbius, uh, the Sony Marvel movie, is coming to Disney Plus March 1st. Even Pete has said that there's no reason to watch what he has called a garbage movie. <laughs> and that's it for the Disney Plus News.
1: And Pete, you're sticking with that review that it is a garbage movie. I have I have not seen
3: it, but I've heard I've talked to a lot to some people that have seen it, and it's is that the bad. one with Jared Leto. Yes. Oh, yeah, no. Where uh-huh. he's a va- where he's a vampire. It's it's in the it's in the Marvel, the Sony the Marvel Spider Verse. So it's a non Spider Man with like all the Venoms and those, right? Well, the, the Venom and ideas. Venom yeah. and Mor Morbius is a vampire story. Venom is like an alien, and then the Madam Web just came out, and that was supposedly
1: terrible too. So, Madam Web, that sounds like never mind. Um, <laughs> Madam Web, that sounds like you know some <laughs> some weird Universal Dominatrix that they've got like <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights. It's a Madam <laughs> Web. Web. So, okay, next week. We are what I'm going to call a diamond in the rough. I've actually watched this one. Um, is called Operation Arctic Cure. Um, it's a National Geographic show. It's 45 minutes long. It follows soldiers with PTSD and tries to figure out if they, if by having moments of you know experiencing awe, awe inducing sights, inducing experiences can help affect long-term their PTSD and what they go through. So um, a little bit of a warning. It is a heavier, I mean, 45 minutes is plenty for the show just because you're, at least I felt some definite raw emotions. So not going to be a funny show by any stretch of the imagination, but that's what we're doing next week. Um, If you have suggestions for us, please email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com. Got some spots in April we need to fill, but um, we've got new shows coming out every Tuesday, every Thursday, sorry, on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere for Kate and Pete, Gina, who is sleeping in the background, and Steve. And we miss Steve. Yeah, Steve will be back next week. So, We'll see everyone then. Bye, guys.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcasts and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, Go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel, where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at Plus Platoon.